sexy voice. On how to, uh, you know, lay to lay down to your lady or your lady guy, dude, friend, anything non-binary. We're just here to help you out. You know, he, get she, laid. They, them. Yes. We're just out here because giving you ideas, giving you the smooth sounds of jazz. We have a little bit of Algero coming up <laughs> after that. <laughs> Personal favorite of mine, Sade. Who's oh. actually, though, Sade, I feel like what's fucked up is that whole era was kind of whack in that smooth jazz era. But how did it have, like, Sade? She figured out the plan. Yeah, she was the only, like, she, like, her shit bumped. So it was always weird to me how it'd be, like, right. a lot of, like, I won't say mediocre, but a lot of boring music. And all of a sudden you'd have fucking Sweetback come in there with fucking Sade just laying down these fucking dope-ass fucking funk shit. No, the mid-80s was a weird time for R&B. Like, that, that 80 to 86 period. Um, and we this could be a whole other podcast because there's this whole thing about how, like, they split the radio. It's a post-disco era. Like there's a lot of stuff going on, and radio got segregated during that time. But yeah, no. And I think maybe it's because Shade was like not from America. Oh yeah, that makes so sense. Maybe she like didn't get caught up in that way. Yeah, and but she was able to do her own thing. And she probably kind of like, sadly enough, got imported here. So it's like this is a cool British band. Yeah, this is a cool British artist. You know. As opposed to like you know, let's gain different love than let's say fucking Chaka Khan would have gotten. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's oh, well, that, that 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 needs to be a podcast. That needs to be a podcast. I, I, that I'm, we, I'm all for a show that we like, probably tribute. won't because we're lazy as fuck. <laughs> we have to do our research for that. Yeah, that, that requires work. God, Wikipedia. That's going to require at least like two or three minutes on YouTube and Wikipedia. <laughs> we, have to, we have to find like a Rolling Stone article and Marco Fiche from Ooh, like 1987 Marco Fiche <laughs> out there in the Rookie Public Library next to a guy looking up porn, just flipping through the fucking. <laughs> Your kids don't know about Marco Fiche. No. <laughs> Y'all just got the, the internet and the world at your fingertips. Yeah, they're looking like a weird 1980s spy coming out there with this fucking rolls of film. <laughs> Trying to put it in there, librarian looking at you, fucking just anger in the eyes as you fuck up her machine. And, and she never has to get up her ass and go in there and help you a little sad ass because you can't work for something that requires three steps. But yes, today we celebrate. Today, today we're celebrating the return of our Lord, Chance the Rapper. That's right. He's come down, come down from the gospel mountain. With two, two, actually, pretty much, I feel like that shit is fucking long as fuck. So it's, it's three albums. Yeah, that it's shit three is separate albums. With, with, with the tablets in his hands, you know, coming down to give us the gospel, the good word in these dark times. Chance the Rapper is there with his Sesame Street raps and his never ending positivity to bring you out of the darkness into the light, my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Chance the Rapper, he dropped the, the big day. The big day, which was his big day, because technically after all these quote-unquote independent mixtapes, this is his first major label debut album. I didn't understand that, because I was just like, wait, what is, uh, you know, because I saw the Twitter, you know, like, oh, Chance the Rapper's debut. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, no, that, I feel like that's like, like number one of no features type stuff, where yeah. it's just like, it's a weird flex. It's like... I kind of get it, but it's also, he's clearly had, like, he's had high-powered, like, guests. Like, yeah, these mixtape like, affairs weren't, like, low-budget things. These did, were... This was not a debut. And, and like, and first I thought, oh, did he get signed to a label? But no, it's still Chance of Rapper LLC, so he's still independent. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't understand that. I and think it's, it's owned, uh, I don't know if he signed a deal, but I, I'm pretty sure it's probably, like, you know, RCA Universal. Well, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure he has, like, a label in the background. Yeah, some, somebody's making 
making the money know, off and Mr. Then, Chance. Like, they, in the contract, they said, we'll put it as Chance the Rapper so you can remain authentic, but we'll still take the 50% cut. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but All yeah, your like, <laughs> belong to us. <laughs> but yeah, that, 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 that whole debut thing like kind of threw me for a loop because I'm like, wait a minute, this, this is not some hot young new rapper. Yeah. <laughs> Chance has been around for, for a, a long, multiple <laughs> Kanye West, multiple Kanye West episodes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's he's not a new dude. Uh, Beats with the president. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm just like yeah. I mean, so friends so yeah. with the president for a little bit. Remember, yeah. it was like shout out to Chance. Yeah. So so yeah, Chance the rapper dropped the big day um, last week. I didn't actually get to listen to this album until like two like a day ago, a day and a half ago, because I I was I was out on the beach. Uh, Ooh, lamping, lamping, dude. You know what I'm saying out there, lamping, kicked feet up. You know what I'm saying, letting the waves hit the toes. That 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 shit was glorious. Listening to ignorant hip hop, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to DMX. No, unfortunately, no. It's like we we it was like a lot of indie rock. Oh, nice. Uh, but we also listened to Kareng Bin and like you know at eleven o'clock and discuss like life. Oh, that's very meditative, yeah. you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, but. I was at the beach. I didn't get to listen to them until yesterday, but I saw the response because I was following Twitter and the response was very, very negative. <laughs> it seemed. Yeah, it's it's it was very it's. So here's the thing about Chance. And I felt that and Chance has done. He's going back to the idea of where. So this is quote unquote debut album. But if you think about what Chance has done in a small period of time, he's huge. And like we were, like I was saying, it's almost like this is probably the biggest rap record release of the year, which is weird to kind of say it, but it's, it's kind of true. It's like you could argue that J. Cole was bigger, but that was still a compilation album that was, you know, yeah. it was a whole thing. He's the biggest rap star, exception of maybe, because you know, Future did drop an album this year. Maybe you could make that argument, kind of, but I, I'd even argue that, that fucking Chance Rapper is bigger than Future. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, w- I would say this you know, Tyler's Igor is probably the the only rap album that people consistently still talk about. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that's a big album. Yeah, but this is huge. This is a yeah. dude where he's he showed up multi multiple Kanye West albums. He guest appearances on other fucking hip hop superstar albums. Like he's a huge. He tours and sells out. Fucking like he tours like he's fucking Jay Z. You know what I'm saying? Kind of. Well, he's transcendent rap in a way, and he's he's kind of a pop star. Yeah, you nailed it. He's 100 percent a pop star. Yeah. So it's. And I felt that people were going at him a little bit too hard, not realizing that this is the logical conclusion of what was going to happen with Chance. Like, when when you're that big, when you're that huge, the idea that he was going to go and drop this weird, crazy, awkward album was a foregone conclusion. Like, right now, he's kind of like, you know, at this level, he's just kind of, you know, this Chance the Rapper has, he's an institution. There's things that are happening there. He's not going to drop a Fuck the Police song. He's not going to drop a weird fucking indie rock collaboration with fucking, like, you know, My Morning Jacket. Well, he kind of did. Kind of did, yes. He did, did, did. Well, well, that's, but even, well, we'll get to that in a second, though. But, uh, but and that's the thing, is the idea of where he's just kind of this institution. So people were kind of calling him out because they didn't like the album but to my ears for good and for bad it seems like the same old chance yeah i mean look i i think coloring book was a was an amazing album and will probably is definitely still chances my my favorite chance album and probably chances best album i i listened to this album 
after reading all the negativity and I kind of had low expectations, um, I thought the album was fine. Yeah. Um, it wasn't great. It was way too long. I think way <laughs> too long. Uh, Whoever yeah. does gets in rap albums in 2019, uh, fucking curse on you. But I, <laughs> so I, I want to talk about that because I, I feel like this album is almost like three separate albums in a lot of ways. Like he kind of wanted to do this like '90s throwback, you know. So you have like In Vogue on there. He had the house track. Yes. He had the skits. That's kind of one album. And then there's like you know the album that's kind of like the 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 chance that we all know and love you know like um you know like uh what is it the um ah where is it at like four quarters and the one with Randy Newman that I can't find about <laughs> <laughs> your plan about your plan you know, where it's just like you know you have the piano and then you have Chance talking and he's kind of just like saying stuff. <laughs> 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 you know, like the, that's kind of the chance that we all 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 know. And then we have this kind of like alternative, you know, indie chance <laughs> where he's like, you know, with Francis and the Lights and, you know, Def Cat for Cutie <laughs> and Coco Rosie. Coco Rosie, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. When he's just like, you know, doing these like like indie like he has these indie rock collaborations. So I feel like the three separate albums kind of compiled in one, and they also weren't really sequenced that well, and it just felt random. There was no like continuous through line, so I can understand like why people were upset because it just really kind of felt like a hard drive dump. Yeah, this random playlist yeah. of just like different things, and I think if he kind of maybe even uh, you know did a Drake and just like advertise it as a quote unquote playlist as opposed to advertising as as his debut album I think maybe it will be received a little bit better but uh but yeah no it just it, it was very inconsistent I don't I don't hear anything that like I really want to play again like there weren't really any, like hits or anything like that like there wasn't anything that I feel like you know, we'll get some radio airplay. Really? I think it's, I, I think the opposite. I feel like it's full of radio airplay songs, but nothing that'll get you number one. I feel like it's the kind of thing where there's a lot of singles that it's meant to have a really cool video and catchy video of guest appearances and it'll, it'll show up on YouTube. It'll get millions of views. I mean, not millions, millions, but you know, a million or two views. And then it, it'll, you know, it'll go up to like, like, you know, like maybe like top 20 and then fade away. It's like there's, there's no, it's, it's, it's weird because I felt like chances somebody where even though he was a little bit corny, he found like he had a pocket of where it was very soulful, it was very moving. It it felt very it felt very alive kinda in a weird way, like yeah. as far as what he was going with. And but at the same time it was very playful. And this one kinda sounds just like like playful but like wispy like it's stuff the music of commercials it sounds like a weird like a soundtrack for like like let's say like a like a chance to just rapper album movie but you know it sounds nothing nothing really hits where this is somebody where you know like acid rap is my favorite because of acid rap you had dope raps and then yep. you had and, and and he was a he was back then he was quote-unquote struggling and it's weird because this is kind of like uh like almost like let's say a victory rap album. I mean, victory tour, victory lap album. Let's say. Yeah. But there's no hits. Like, like, and then rephrase this to bring it back, because like you said, there are no hits. But it's like there's nothing here. It's joyous, but it's not joyful. That makes the word sense. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Like, it, it, I, I understand. Like, it, it, it was ambitious in a lot of ways. Like, you have to be ambitious to have like Gucci Mane and Randy Newman. <laughs> 
as features. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and, I, I, you know, I could see the flex. I could see, like, Chance being like, you know, I am loved by all of these people and all of these people want to work with me. And I can cut across all of these different demographics. Like, like let me put this on the, on, on my album. But it, it, I see that where he was trying to go, but it didn't feel ambitious. So you're you're right. You yeah. Know? And, and for me, the closest that came to it was that one, the single, what was it? It was a uh, find a good one, single no mo. So that one, and to me, it shows you well, because you have the first part is very much like, like and I, like I said, somebody kind of critiqued it. I read an article where they called it like, nobody asks for another late registration. So yeah. it's kind of like that same kind of Kanye vibe. So the, so the beginning of the song is kind of, it's cute. It's talking about, you know, being single and being married. And, you know, there's that big spectrum over the, the, the whole album. If there's a unifying theme is the fact of being married is fun. Yeah. Which is nothing wrong with that. You know, like we discussed, you know, Jay-Z's 440, 444, you know, we're here for Gorn Man raps, you know what I'm saying? 2 Chains had his little Gorn Man rap album, you know, last year. We're here for it. So the idea is that, you know, so this is that word sheen of where, you know, being married is fun, being married is cool. So you've got the song, which fits in the theme, right? It's about being single versus being married. And what's cool about it is that it's perfectly fine. You've got the fucking late registration, like fucking hip hop soul beat, Chance is doing his Chance stuff. And then like the last 45 seconds, he cuts it into a house song yeah, and it becomes great, but it's only the outro. And what's weird is that that song would have been so much better <laughs> if it was just that 45 seconds made to a full song yeah. than that chance to rap or generic stuff that we got for the first like three minutes. And it's not fucking bad. Like, it's still a good... If I put that song on now, it's like, like people will turn away. Yeah, no. It's just a fact of where it's just like, been there, done that. And, that's, and I think that's the problem with a lot of the album where a lot of it is been there, done that. And it's done in a way where it's not even like the gospel song is better than the gospel song is in the, ba- in, in the past. It's not as if this late registration song is up there of Kanye's best or even Chance's best. But the second he kind of did this little word club dance in the, in the end of that track, it's like, oh, it's something different. It's something interesting. It's it, it's going in a place where you didn't expect it to go. And then it dies out when we're right back to fucking regular ass Chance and doing regular ass Chance shit. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And I, I, I think the thing that kind of sucks with this is that Chance is a regular ass dude. He's a regular ass dude. He got married. He has a kid. You know, like like his life has changed. I think he just wants to continue to do regular ass dude things. But now he's up on this echelon where you need to like bring it, <laughs> and you need to like you know kind of do this whole large visionary you know like whatnot. Um, you know, because that's what you know Tyler is doing. That's what you know Travis Scott did with yeah. Pastor World. You know, like like you need to bring you know you need to basically make a Marvel movie <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be considered among like the 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 top tier. And this is like a Netflix film. Ooh, that was a good one. Two points. <laughs> Beautiful allegory. You nailed that. One. Rush off my shoulders. Ooh, there. That was nice. <laughs> Shots of bird box, though. Damn it. <laughs> and a perfectly enjoyable film that yeah. I completely forgot. <laughs> Womp, womp. Womp, womp. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, like I, I, and I feel for Chance because I, I feel like I don't really think it's his fault, you know. Like, I, I don't. I think it's unfair for for us to like as a culture to kind of go at him, you know. Like, there's nothing on this album that I feel <laughs> is, you know, is bad. Like, there's nothing here that's like that's just like. Well, there's that one song. I forgot the the one song where he's like, it's like the anger song. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> and then there's this weird anger <laughs> interlude that I was not expecting. <laughs> but you know, like yeah, but for the most part, like it's perfectly acceptable. But it's it, like we're in a weird culture where like perfectly acceptable is like not acceptable anymore. <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 it's not even it's at that level you kind of and it makes you wonder. It's, I, I kind of get it. Like you said, it's not his fault. It's some he's somebody where at this moment in time, you know, he he dropped the album and announced like a 35 city tour. You yeah. know he's got kids. He's got he's, he's got he got miles to feed. You know what I'm saying? He's married, but it's like you said, it's the idea of where even people with rudimentary talents like Travis don't 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 at me. You know <laughs> they're doing these crazy experimental, but wolf in the wheelhouse things, and they kind of hear Chance drop like tracks that could have been on any of his other previous albums. It's not like they sound like B sides, like remix B sides. It's kind of like, ah, shit. And it kind of sucks because, you know, Chance is somebody I kind of came around to over time where I was like, oh, you know, he's corny. He's not, you know, I was, I was an ignorant rap dude where I was like, well, you know, he does this whole singing song shit and he's got a little funny voice and, you know, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. But after a while, I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, he's probably one of the few, you know, Ultralight Beam is probably, he, he, he single-handedly Which saved. Which is an amazing yeah, song. Save fucking, you know, Life of Pablo. You know what I'm saying? Like that song, without that song, it'd be a whole other album. So he's somebody who definitely has a talent to do it. But like you said, it's hard to blame him if, you know, you've your chance to brand and if you're kind of have to go out there and you've got a tour and you got to play these festivals, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot easier to kind of say, well, he should have came out with some weird fucking futuristic, you know, crazy club album with Moody Man, fucking Death Metal Interludes and fucking the Yodel Kid fucking doing shit. Or he could just be Imagine Dragons and drop his shit and go out there and make his money touring. Yeah. Yeah, but but like I said, like I, I think this would have, been, would have been like a very interesting thing if he did drop three separate EPs. Yeah, like if he did drop like three separate themed EPs, or even like maybe sequence his album in a way that's like three separate like kind of chapters. You know, like with these three distinct kind of musical vibe. Yeah, so I mean, you know, look, Chance is happy. He's got his wifey. He's got his girl. He's got his kids. But I feel like society doesn't really like like happy rap. Yeah, is there a place for happy rap? That's the question. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't, I don't know. Is is there a place for Jason Derulo raps? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's the thing, you know, like like we've had like several happy rap albums this this year. You know, we had Schoolboy Q. And, you know, like, he had to clap back at people because, you know, he's basically like, yo, I have my daughter. I'm golfing in Calabasas. Like, I grew up in the hood. Like, this is, you know, let me let me enjoy this. You know, um, you know, we had uh, James Blake. Same thing. Like, he's he's falling falling in love. He moved out to L.A. like with his girl, who's a TV star. Like, you know, he, like apparently a little bit too happy. From Mr. Reg over here. Well, too, I, I, I need my side boy Blake. When, when, I, when I go into my hard shit, you know, what I'm saying I need to be his little distorted voice come to the come to the speaker in that little piano keys, coming in a minor, you know, uh, heavily you know. sampled sadness. That's why. I, that's why I, you know, gang King Cruel over here. You know what I'm saying? If Archie ever gets happy, that's it. I'm just fucking quitting music. Yo, I mean, dude, if he puts out a pop album, oh, it's, 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 it's game over. It's you know, the apocalypse is near. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's all like this has been like a conversation, a constant conversation because you know, for the most part, a lot of people's first albums are struggling. They're probably homeless. They're probably you know, like whatever. 
And by the time their third or fourth album is out there and, you know, they're semi-popular and they're touring and you know what, like they've made it, but like, what is the connection to, to the fan at that point? You know, when, you know, say four, four or five years ago or even six years ago, you're like, you know, slumming it, you know, living in your car or living on a couch somewhere. And now you have a mansion in Calabasas. Like, I understand like the aspirational aspect of that. And there's pop stars and you know, people like Drake that can kind of like, get a, you know, can, I guess, like circumvent that. But like so, for somebody like a chance who's such an everyman, <laughs> you know, like, like, where do we go from here? You know, it's, it's, and I kind of get it. Cause you know, it's, it's hard. We're, we're, it's, it's, we're in a dark space, you know, things are going, you know, hip hop itself is kind of dark, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even with like hip hop where, it's popping and it's more like upbeat, like let's hear your Cardi B's. It's still more like I came from shit and now I'm here. Yeah. Even your Megan is like I came from shit and now I'm here. So it's more aspirational, like by a bootstraps rap. There's still a there's still a struggle story there. Yeah. So to hear somebody come out there and it's very much like, I'm just chance and everything is great, I guess it's a little bit jarring and it's kinda of something that we're not used to. Like for me, and I'll be honest for you, you know, I'm I'm old school hip hop. Real <laughs> hip hop. You know what I'm saying? LL Cool J hip hop. <laughs> Def Jam. Raucous. So, like, for me, I always thought it was a sense of cheesiness there. Yeah. But that's also my, you know, weird, narrow views of what hip-hop actually is. You know, it took me a while to kind of warm the chance, and I like him. And I feel like the, a lot of the attacks on him, like I said, is I think for me, and our critique we're saying is effective where he could have tried a little harder. But it felt like a lot of the critiques were like he's corny. Not necessarily that he didn't drop a good album. But for some reason, now he's kind of corny. But before he yeah. wasn't, which I think is unfair. Yeah, I'm like, like, yeah, Chance has always been, been corny. corny. Yeah, like it's not, like, so I, like, I had to warm to it. Like, it's not like he's only changed. He's always been that dude. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, it's, yeah, I don't know who a Chance fan is, to be honest. Like, I don't know who the Chance, like, stance uh, are. <laughs> Randy Newman. Randy <laughs> Newman. I don't know what, like, the, like, the name, you know, like, like what Chance's beehive is. <laughs> But I'm I'm curious to like like just ask them like what were you expecting? Yeah. Like what was <laughs> like like were you expecting? Like I just feel like Chance just gave the people what they want yeah. in a lot of ways, you know. And maybe like he experimented with some deaf cat acuity and things like that. But like for the most part, like I would say seventy eighty percent of the album are things that you know people know and love about Chance. Yeah, it's so. on brand. It's nothing weird. And like I said, like like for me personally, like I said, I thought he could have tried a little harder. Could be more unusual. But if you're, a, it's it's not a dub. If you're a Chance fan, this is well within your wheelhouse. You should be loving it. Yeah. So it is weird to kind of see people like, oh, not Chance. It's it's kind of corny. Where it's like, nah, bitch, he was always this dude. It's just you know, he just this this more just you know. And rich, he's richer. And he's richer. He's That's richer. It, you know. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, so uh, actually, I'm going to talk about an album, a new music album, which okay. which which I feel like compares and contrasts with Chance very much. So. All right. So last week was Burner Boy, his first. I can't say his first quote unquote. You know, I guess debut. his his debut album, <laughs> his debut album. <laughs> but either way, this is his big. You know, I'm here in the U.S. You know, I've I've got future. I've got YG. Who? Oh. What? What else is more more fucking U.S. based than this shit right here? Yeah. Album, and you know, some of it has some tracks from I think late last year, but uh, basically, kind of compiles into like this is his. You know, he's reached the U.S. shores, and 
he's somebody where it's kind of been bubbling up and you know he's been known a couple of weeks ago he played a free concert in fucking Brooklyn apparently that was turned to fuck up what hours to get in where were we yeah we were, we were being watched I was we were probably watching those same <laughs> mid Netflix <laughs> <laughs> Those Netflix movies. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but nah, so. And the thing is, I'll be honest with you, is because I kind of put it on, and you know, you're not in the right mood, so I put it on, it's like, oh, it's right. And I kind of went back to it, and what's interesting is the fact that, so you've got Chance, which is kind of doing what he does best, but kind of pretty much playing it safe. Mm-hmm. With Burner Boy, there's nothing here gonna be like, oh my god, he's doing some crazy new shit. If you're a Burner Boy fan, it's pretty much like, it's, it's kind of what he's been doing, but better. Like, it's, it's just, everything is a little tighter. The song concepts are a little better, you know. Everything is just kind of pushing it forward where even, and what's kind of cool about it is the fact of where, going back to Chance, where, like I kind of said before, like, it felt like a lot of times you would have, or, you know, there would be a feeling that when the guest parents would show up in the Chance rap, Chance to Rapper album on this one, that they would be kind of, you know, they would be out dancing him a little bit. Like, Nicki Minaj, I felt like, was a highlight. Yeah. The Baby, I felt like, was a highlight. Where here, like, like, even though he's got these larger-than-life personalities like YG and fucking and um, YG, he's got Future, he's got Angelique Keto. Like when these people, can, yeah, word like like OGs, it's still a Burner Boy album, and it's kind of and like obviously one person you can make the argument because Burner Boy's been around for a minute. He's not necessarily a, a, a new dude per se. Yeah, but it's kind of interesting to see like you know. It's big, both relatively larger than usual albums from what you would expect, but and then both pretty much in their wheelhouse, but seeing it get, get attacked from different places. And honestly, it's, it's, it is fucking bops because you know, I think when I first listen to it, you know, I'm kind of doing things in the background, so I'm waiting for something to like fucking smack me, you know, I'm waiting yeah. for a crazy 808s or yeah. a weird fucking you know, ballad or something, but no, it just goes and dope track after dope track, nothing skippable. It reminds me a lot of. Um, funk bounce waves, Calvin Harris yeah, like yeah, a year ago, yeah, but better, like because he's actually it's 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 one the production's a little better. I mean a little better. The production's better. You know it's more focused because it's definitely focused on the Afrobeat stuff. Yeah, like it's just like what well, Calvin Harris is like. Oh, I can also set a vibe. This is somebody where he just knows how to, already knows how to set a vibe. Yeah, and it plays it perfectly straight throughout its runtime. And so it's kind of cool hearing basically like you know. For something that's been bubbling around for a little bit, you know, ever since Drake, you know, discovered Afrobeat five years ago, you know, it's, he he came down, you know, from the heavens and said, "Hey, hey, 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 masses, here's your Afrobeat music," and we all we're all thankful to the Canadian for bringing for inventing the genre, but it's cool to kind of hear like, and and it's something where I'll put it to you this way. I, what's great about Burner Boy and like I said how the idea of you have all these artists but it's still a Burner Boy album it felt like particularly within diaspora music you see it, hear it a lot in, in reggae you hear it a lot in let's say a lot of Latin crossover where inevitably there'll be these songs that were literally like this is for the American market yeah. this is for the white people you know if you would have like even a Shabba Rank suddenly would have a weird R&B song that would come in randomly Shabba Shabba <laughs> This is an album that's just literally like like you could play it here, and I'm pre- and it's the same album that would get played in Nigeria. Yeah, and it's like it's cool to kind of see somebody come fully formed and not kowtow and change his shit. It's pretty much in his bag. Yeah, and it's something where I'm pretty sure on his end, the, the fucking you know the algorithm and the fucking record execs were on some like, hey dog, why don't you have this? I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And he did do that to a certain extent. 
because obviously YG is definitely something somebody from a slightly different world. But even YG is still second fiddle to what Burner Boy is kind of building, the vibe that's there. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying is YG, you know, on Afro punk track, you know, adding a little verse as opposed to you know. Burner Boy coming out there doing fucking DJ Mustard claps in the background, you know what I'm saying? And so it was kind of cool to kind of hear, like, basically, for once, somebody kind of come out, you know, big album, first big album stateside, you know, definitely pandering towards the American audience, but still keeping it, you know, original and fucking just just where he came from. The roots never left straight from the fucking project, so props to him. Yeah, that's what's up. I I remember uh, on this podcast, I reviewed uh, his last album, from last year outside. Yeah. And yeah, no, I, I, I think he's, he's kind of one of those, those people, one of those guys that's like, that's, that's poised to kind of like, you know, cross over. I think he has like the right kind of like sound where it's, it's Afrobeat, but it's still kind of like, he can switch it up and be a little bit more hip hop if need be. And like, like he's very versatile. Yeah. That's the thing. It's very versatile. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I feel like I, I, I see it, you know, Afrobeat is still trying to find its footing in America. You know, like we did have the Drake kind of like Drake was trying very hard. Trying? He invented it. How dare you, sir? <laughs> How dare this parody of Canadian? Afrobeat did not come from Africa? No, it came from Canada. Oh, yeah, It well. came from Canada because Drake had a whole bunch of international friends and he was teaching them <laughs> Patois. So he would teach them how to, you know, all the slang that he knew, you know, from the six. Yeah. And that's how they invented it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Over Henny and marijuana. <laughs> anyway, but no, like, like, so yeah, I, I, I think that, um, it's still trying to find its footing, you know, like, like if you go to any kind of like forward facing club night in say New York or LA ATL, like you will have a, a, a DJ drop an Afrobeat set because it's still, it's, it's kind of bubbling up, but it's still like not that mainstream, you know, like other than like the Drake tracks that people didn't know how to dance to. I, I noticed that in the clubs. Like, I think the BPM, like, that's this weird rate where people just, like, didn't know. Like, maybe it's, it's too fast. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I did notice that. Like, Afro B is a little bit faster BPMs, and, like, I think um, Americans aren't used to that. But... And we've been in trap world, which is the slowest BPM yeah, as far exactly. as is concerned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm happy to see Burner Boy, like, still out there. Um, I'll definitely check, take a listen to the album. Um, I didn't know. The algorithm didn't tell me that he had a new album. Yes, the algorithm's lying. So, uh, but uh, no, no, happy, happy for him. Uh, continued success. Cool. I uh, know new music today. Uh, I did have to say that I went into a slight wormhole. But before I talk about that, I do have to say the Lizzo Tiny Desk concert was fucking amazing, and everybody knows this. So this is not news to anybody, but like. Like, that's a person that is still speaking of, like, you know, just, you know, trying to prove your, yourself. Like, you could tell, like, she, she feels like her back is against the wall and she's going to give 120, 150, 200 percent at every performance. And, like, I was like, damn. So, saw that. Like, that was incredible. Everybody's talking about it. Um, but I did want to talk about, uh, I, I went into a wormhole. Uh, I know we've talked about this dude on the podcast, Slow Tie. Slow Tie! My favorite, favorite, <laughs> favorite grime rapper. <laughs> so, you know, he is basically, Slow Tie is a UK rapper. Um, put out this album called Nothing Great About Britain. Um, very interesting in the fact that he is working class 
Um, so he comes from um, I forgot like the like the north of Britain. So Britain's kind of weird, where like like the north is kind of like the poorer areas, and the south is the richer areas. Where in the states, kind of the south has historically been poorer, and like the north has been richer and more like more educated and blah blah blah, blah and like higher class, like whatever. So it's basically he he does like basically working class British rap. Um, but it's almost like I, I feel like it has inspiration of like working class British punk <laughs> in a lot of ways. Um, just because it's pretty much like, you know, fuck the system, fuck the government, fuck like all these things, but also like fuck Brexit, you know, and I, it, it's to me it's very interesting just because, you know, I, I feel like it, so the album is very British. It's not meant for us. It's not meant for Americans. You know, um, they're trying to push him hard in the states, and I just think it's just it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, may, like I know like Skepta is kind of like making some in waves here, but like he makes you know Vossy Bop and pop shit, and like we can dance to this. This is very much like like local to like Northamptonshire. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get hate mail for that. But, like, it's just, like, it just feel, feels, like, very localized, very, you know, like, whatever. Um, he's, like, a mix between, like, black and white. He kind of passes for white, but he's, like, actually mixed. He's kind of, like, logic in that way. Um, he's, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot like logic, actually. He's, yeah, he's got yeah. a... Because he looks very... I'll say it's going to sound weird. Harmless. Harmless punk. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he has crazy eyes. Yeah, mis- you know? mis- mischievous. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's that Eddie Haskell look. Yeah. So, like, I, I've been listening to the album off and on, but, like, what really got me back into the album was I started, like, watching a lot of his YouTube videos, and, like, I feel like his videos are insanely creative. Really? Just insanely just... And still kind of low budget in a lot of ways. Reminds me of like '90s MTV or '80s MTV, where like they're still trying to figure out music videos. Like, like the British people like will like make these like crazy ass like videos that like they filmed on their VHS camera <laughs> and somehow got on MTV. <laughs> you know, um, so the, like like there's one video where he's just going to his childhood home and he's like walking through. And he's just like narrating, like, oh, in this bedroom, like, I, you know, this is like, I did this and blah, blah, blah. And then he'll start rapping from the, the track and then like jump back into the narration. Oh, it was wow. very interesting, very kind of like just like super creative. Um, so I'm actually like, here's this one video where he's like, it's almost like he's like mimicking, uh, the, um, the, um, John, um, like Lennon. Uh, Yoko Ono thing and it's talking about like girls and like girls hold you down things like that like so like I don't know like like I thought his videos were very creative so I went back to the album and, and I appreciated the album a lot more uh, he still sounds way too much like Dizzy Rascal to me <laughs> 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 almost in a way if you don't know if you're not familiar with those artists the way that people talk about like Ghostface and Action Bronson <laughs> wow like I can't unsee, I can't unhear, <laughs> but I I thought it was really interesting, and I think like I spent a little bit of time in the UK, not not flex, um, but you know I lived there for a little bit. I did some study abroad there, so I'm kind of like tuned into 
kind of the working class culture the there. The streets. The streets. Stone is out there. You know what I'm saying? But but that's the thing. I feel like Americans think of the UK, they think of like Masterpiece Theater. And like, no, nah, it's not like that. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's, like, it's, 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 instead of, they, just, they, they have, instead of shootings, they have stabbings. That's yeah, the difference. Yeah. Like, Same exact shit. Actually, like, in a weird way, because I feel like their hoods are more sprawling, actually. I feel like there's been a push against like Cabina Greens, where it's like a lot of the big public housing has kind of got destroyed, except for like, you know, you're making it seem like New York City. But it feels like in UK, those council houses run, run deep. Yeah. 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 Like, they're, they're, I mean, like, like, watch Top Boy. <laughs> watch Top Boy Netflix. Get, get school. Get educated. Because, yeah, it's like they have these huge council estates and like, like, you know, cl- the, there's this whole class system where in America, there's at least a semblance of like, the American dream where you can like move up from like one class to the other. And like Britain is like, no, like if you're lower class, you're that's born it. lower class. That's it. You know? Um, so yeah, no, like, like it's a really interesting album. Um, he t- references like Brexit a lot. Cause that's a, a really big hot thing. Um, but I was reading an article about him in the guardian. Like he's, he did like this pub tour. So over in the UK, like he can actually play like large venues and arenas, but he actually did like a pub tour of all these small pubs, like around like wherever he grew up, and he's very much like anti-Brexit, whereas like the areas he grew up are like pro-Brexit, and he's playing these like small like two hundred person venues, um, just to kind of say like, hey, this is me getting back, but hey, I want to educate you on like why Brexit is a bad thing and blah blah blah. So it's really interesting. It's really interesting. Like like I said, it takes a certain type of listener to appreciate. It's not for America. I don't want him to make an American-focused album. I don't want him to have, like, a feature. You don't want, you don't, you don't want Drake Collabo. to discover, to discover <laughs> Will Grime? I don't. I, don't <laughs> I do not want Drake Collabo. Who, actually, speaking of which, you know he produced, like, he's bringing Top Boy over. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah, you see, yeah. Drake, Drake I mean, also I, I, has I, Discover Grime. I wouldn't doubt that. I, I don't want, like, the baby. <laughs> I don't want the baby Collabo. You know, I think, I think it kind of... You know, he does have a collab with Skepta, but, like, I, I think this album kind of, like... It's its own world. It's, 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 it's its yeah. own world, you know? So, And I think, like, if you go into that with the backstory, I think you'll appreciate it a little bit more. Um, even though I, he might be an industry plant, but I do think, like, he's a bit more authentic than maybe um, the press is laying on. So. Good for him. All right. And that's about it. That's us. about it. And new Musica. Yeah. As we go back, listen to our chance to rap albums... You know, because we live a gilded, beautiful life here in New York City, you know, <laughs> out here drinking the finest in Cristal, a.k.a. beer red you got on sale. Bro, cool. Chris, Cristal's been canceled, like... I know, it has been for a minute. It's been, it's like the yeah. first thing to get canceled. Fuck, what are we drinking? What, 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 what is the hip-hop drinking as far as champagne is concerned? It's like, everybody has a, 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 a shit, you're right. company. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, God so, damn. yeah. Get, get educated, fam. Yeah, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm an old drinker. Stay woke. Yeah, all right, so we're here drinking <laughs> our, our glasses of Ducey. Yeah, there you ah, go. There glasses you go. of Ducey, looking down on the pores. It, in our in our multi level you know penthouses is Ace of Spades so cool? I don't know. Uh, or like Drake has ones like Virginia yeah. Slims or something like that. Are you like, yeah. like he has ah. a whiskey. Yeah. I, oh no, I know. What's that George Clooney shit that, that he has? Oh, Casa Velos or whatever. Yeah, that's what we're drinking. That shit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Casamigos. 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 Yeah. Casamigos. You know, drinking Casamigos Resposada. You you you. Get on our level. Get on our level. We should just fucking just ask for our... Dude, we'll, we will shuck whatever you guys... We'll advertise whatever liquor company you want because we have no morals. 
We will push alcohol to the poor black youth. We have no issues. Kids out there, you know. Uh, oh man, what, drink, was, that, what it's, was that movie it's, where it's just like, uh, was it uh, Undercover Brother? Maybe where they they were pushing the fried chicken. Oh, I think it was Undercover Brother. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, no, yeah. no, no bones. We've got no morals here. Dude, I love Popeyes. Yeah, Popeyes, Popeyes is great. Get out, get out. You know, watermelon fair beer. I've had a couple. That's pretty good, also. Keep the stereotypes popping. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't miss a watermelon. Yeah, me neither. Mm. Real life, no, 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 no. Not, not a big fan. It's, <laughs> I don't like watermelon. Not a big basketball. I like watching basketball, not playing it either. I'm more uh-oh, of a football person. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. Stereotypes are wrong. Whoa. Who would have figured? We're 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 real, well-rounded people. And crazy. Oh my goodness, That's we have thoughts and feelings. Oh no, they're different from the quote-unquote mainstream. I don't know. We might have to go to Al Sharpton and ask him why <laughs> why our feelings differ. It's you know. <laughs> the de facto black the black spokesman that white media has decided to put up there. I guess it's Al Sharpton. Who else? Cornell West, Al Sharpton. Jesse who, Jackson. Jesse Jackson. Shit. The Holy Trilogy. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, that's it. You know? All right. We'll speak to them. We'll, we'll bring, up, bring up our issues. But uh, on anyway. that note, folks, <laughs> as we take a pause from our self-hating racism, thanks you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>